You look like no, a newscaster should be over the top going, this security footage captured <laughs> the molester as he made his way away from the school. Hang on. It's nonce jokes, Russ, so he doesn't like him. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. We are remote. It's the classic threesome. Sadly, our Scottish contingent is not with us this week, but it is the classic threesome. Yeah, I, oh, do you know what? Fuck it, I'll start again. <laughs> I'll just start again. I was just going on about classic threesomes. Okay. I had a classic threesome. <laughs> I had a classic threesome. It was fantastic. Yeah. Just me and the two guinea pigs. <laughs> Oh, news. News. Ah, uh, news. Okay, let's try again. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. You're joining us once again during the pandemic lockdown. We are the classic threesome, the TMTOOH classic threesome. We're not in the fuck bunker, but we are remotely broadcasting straight into some microphones, into a recording device that you can then pick up from a podcatcher somewhere else, whichever one you want to do. So I like SoundCloud. SoundCloud's good, but you can get it from iTunes and various other places. Anyway, enough of this. Let's introduce the team. To my left is Russ. Hello. Hello. How are you? So, I'm very well, thank you. That's very kind of you to ask. People don't usually ask that, hence why I sort of almost ran past distracted. that. distracted. You caught me off guard, and I just resorted to societal norm. <laughs> Although, as Boris Johnson has told us today, societal norms will never be the same ever again. Anyway, on my right-hand side is Dan. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm good, I think. I mean, I I, I watched the speech, and I think I'm good. I think I'm okay. I, yeah, no, I'm great. No, no, it's terrible. No, I, I'm, well, I'm okay. No, I'm going to go out. Staying... No, I'm not. As long as you're staying alert, yes. everything will be fine. Uh, and of course, I am Tom. I'm the sarcastic, sardonic one, but of course not as sarcastic and sardonic as Russ, and not blessed with as much hair as Dan. Anyway, so we're going to be doing some news. New, new, new news, news today. News. There's been some exciting news from the world of Microsoft and various other bits and bobs. So I'm going to, with no further ado, hand over to Dan. So... Was it as exciting as we hoped it was? That's the real question, wasn't it? Uh, Xbox did their Inside Xbox uh, event, which had a number of games, but they came out and they said, these aren't going to be first-party games. We're going to introduce them in July. So what we got instead was a load of third-party games that I'm sure will all be available on other consoles. The exciting part of it is that all of them had the... Well, a lot of them had the Enhanced for Series X, which means you can buy it on the Xbox One and then eventually upgrade when you upgrade to a series x you'll just transfer your games over and will upgrade with them so shall i just go through the games and you can tell me how excited you are about them oh yes please this is what i like this because i can act indifferent and then also just make that whole like oh that's just nouns that's not it's not a name that's just nouns noun and gremlin mm. yeah, yeah um, <laughs> so uh, the first thing we saw was dirt five which is the latest in the colin mccray dirt series um it will include smart delivery that's what it's called, not Enhanced for Series X. Smart Delivery, which means that they'll upgrade from Xbox One to Series X. Uh, okay, to- well, when someone says to me the words Smart, uh, sorry, Dirt 5 and Smart Delivery, that sounds like someone's sex tape title. Um, <laughs> can you guess the generic move they've made that every game has made to try and sell a few more copies of this? 
It's... Uh, have... Go on. No, no, I was going to say, they put a little sticker on saying better on PS4 or better on Xbox or... Uh, no, they've they've hired two voice actors. Uh, Nolan North and Troy Baker are going to be doing a, <laughs> a, as a, a commentary team in the game's story mode on this. Like, is oh there... Oh, my God. It's, just, it's becoming a trope, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's, it's flopping a bit. What should we do? Pfft, Nolan North and Troy Baker. That'll do. Yeah, get them in. Brilliant. I can't write a check fast enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it looks pretty good, but then racing games always do look good. There's, yeah. There's, that's why there's always one for a console launch. When when Xbox have their event in July, I guarantee the first game we'll see on it will be Forza. Because as racing games look fantastic on consoles, so they, they use them to demonstrate how good things look. Mm. So will yeah. that be Forza Fiver? No, this will be Forza Eta. <laughs> so uh, Forza Eta, yeah, Jesus Christ! It's so it's not Forza Horizon, it's Forza. Different, right? Not much different. So Dirt Five looks like a fun rally game that I'll get when it comes onto Game Pass. I'll download it. I'll load up the uh, intro screen, and by that point, after I've gone through all of that nonsense, I will be in bed, fast asleep, because I will be too tired to play it. Mm-hmm. Just a quick uh, tangent. Sorry, yeah. I have to say you mentioned Game Pass. I just had to open this up very quickly because I posted this uh, this game a couple of days ago. Deliver us the moon on Game right. Pass. Have if you haven't downloaded it to play it, you should you should totally do it. It's so so good. It's really really good. Very good atmosphere. Very good. It's drenched in it. It's I, yeah. I, I'm I'm in. I'm sold. It's it's phenomenal. Anyway, carry yeah, on. That sounds good. Just talking about better games. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> well, we don't know that Dirt Five might be a, a, a transcendent racing game, but we'll wait and see. Did you guys see? Did either of you guys see Scorn? This, I, I get the feeling this might be of interest to both of you. Actually, this this looks interesting. It looked so HR Giger or Geiger, yeah, however I, you want it. I saw the description. Yeah first person Geiger inspired horror and was yeah. like nope no 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 <laughs> well, it, it, it's got so much of that that, that the whole time I was watching it going it's an alien game that they're in, they're introducing an alien game and then some weird stuff happened I went that's not an alien game now I'm disappointed that it's not an alien game but it looks uh yeah so they've described here at GameSpot, Scorn is a terrifying horror experience reminiscent of Ridley Scott's Prometheus and, you know, some of those other films in that series as well, I'd imagine. Uh, it is told in a non-linear structure and you sorry, must... Ex- sorry, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Why pick Prometheus? I don't know. Yeah, when <laughs> Alien Covenant's just sitting there. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, it is told in a non-linear structure and you must explore an unfamiliar world with scary discoveries. I mean, it sounds familiar doesn't it like something else that ridley scott's done no they've, doesn't ring a bell. they've nailed slash copied very faithfully the art style yeah it it does look very very alien i'm just looking at a massive dripping knob-shaped proboscis hanging out of a, a wall <laughs> yeah there's the yes that looks a little About bit one minute in on the trailer but it also looks Ooh, like the the little mouth thing that comes out of the alien as well yeah Oh it's, yeah, there it is. Yeah. It basically looks like the inside of the uh derelict. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like the big faces up on the wall and things like that. It, yeah, I mean Are they paying any money to Geiger's estate? Because this <laughs> looks very, very heavily borrowed. Oh, I'd imagine you wouldn't be able to get away with this sort of stuff these days without paying money I, I to thought, someone's estate. 
I thought it was very reminiscent of Alien vs Predator 2. That was the, the thing I mean, that I got look, in my look head. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. That, that, yeah. the holes yeah. in the walls and stuff like that is basically the inside of the derelict spaceship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is basically that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I'm with you. To the point where when I was watching the trailer, I was just like, this looks like an alien film. The game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so the next one was Chorus, or um, because on the trailer the U was a V, which seems to be something that happens a lot. It came out as Corvs. Um, like which I gen- Yeah, exactly. Well, I genuinely thought it was called Corvs for the longest time. Uh, it is a space combat game. Uh, yeah, this looks pretty good. Like in a slightly like Diablo-like style. Like the kind of... It's, oh, what are they called? The... Oh, the... oh dungeon, dungeon Slashers. Isn't yeah, it, or something, something like, like that. The... The kind of the, not a top-down shooter, but it's anyway. It looks quite fun. It looks a bit like um, oh, an isometric dungeon crawler. That's the one, Tom. Um, it, looks, it looks kind of on railsy, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it, which in my head just goes back to um, Star Fox sixty-four. Mm. It's a bit more, a uh, bit more serious than that. And the, the the ship that you pilot is like sentient. Mm. And oh, I'm thinking of a different game. Yeah, no, this is, yeah, this, that's what this one is. This is the this is the Star Foxy one. Yeah, definitely. I'm thinking yeah. of the Ascent. But yeah. If your if your ship is sentient, why does it need a pilot? Good question. In the by the time that any of these games are set, human pilots in things would be a ridiculous anachronism anyway. Hmm. Like the biggest the biggest inaccuracy in Star Trek is that there are people on the ship. Mm. You know, or certainly that there are people involved in making decisions and things like combat. That there's no way that it wouldn't all be automated. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, this is the point, isn't it? It's like that Halo kind of has that sorted, really. You know, with Cortana and the, Cortana basically runs the Pillar of Autumn, and, and at the beginning of Halo Combat Evolved is already sort of picking off capital ships as she arrives outside of um, Alpha Halo, isn't she? she? Just appears and she's just like, she's like, make that. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've uh, we've picked off three. Oh no, make that four cruisers. And it's like she's literally just like yeah, fucking Mac cannons firing off everywhere. <laughs> she's like the Tim Westwood of AIs. <laughs> just appears. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Been a very different series if it was a tiny little Tim Westwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, we, she's spinning up the archer pods. <laughs> Next up was Madden 21, um, in which they had Patrick Mahomes talk about uh, the history of Madden, and then um, they showed two clips of gameplay from this. So, yeah. It's not smart delivery, by the way, as well. So... Um, it is according to the news article I'm looking at. Oh, is it? Oh, maybe it is yeah. then. It says I mean, it's I not smart delivery. I can't verify yeah. that anyway. Game supports an upgrade program, meaning you'll get the game for free on Xbox. Oh, no, there you go. Xbox Series X if you purchase an Xbox One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up... Has this, got the yeah. Same, has this got the same sort of story and career mode as the last ones? They kind of sacked that off in the last game, the last one. They didn't do it. Was with a, a yearly published sports franchise... Yeah. Upgrading the teams, few new few new manoeuvres, slight polish on the graphics. You can do that yearly, but coming up with a compelling 
scripted acted campaign yeah you can't do on a yearly churn them out and add one to the number basis there was something in there but it wasn't quite so personal it, it wasn't quite as good basically might uh, need it, was- it, it might need a separate title so you still have madden whatever year it is so two- then a separate thing for a a more career-focused single-player thing. This is what 2K are going to be doing. 2K have got mm. uh, the rights to NFL as well now. So the thought well, I is... just had the idea. So are they going to are they going to pay me by like bank transfer? Or I what? mean, you had the idea two months after they announced that that's what they're going to do. But still, I hadn't heard. Legally speaking, <laughs> in a court of law, I hadn't heard them say that. Well, then yeah, they must owe you so... some money then. Yeah. Look, Russ, if you remember the amount of stuff that I thought of first and then Phil Spencer claimed as his own, I mean, I'm with you, mate. I, I feel the pain. He did He did this whole press conference from his bath. Tom. <sighs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> he, wasn't even, he didn't even do it, have anything to do with his press conference, but yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2. The okay, so too many I'm words in that title. Mm-hmm. It looked good. The, the trailer looked really good. It looked like it oh, was no, a... I... Yeah. I've got to remember, this looks like an Xbox One game. It does. Maybe even an yeah. Xbox 360 game. It didn't look good. Yeah, I'll give you that. But the, the, the people um, don't look great. No. Well, they never. They didn't. I mean, even though they were built on the same engine as Half Life 2, the original, the people in that did not look good either. It was all very cartoony. And but that is kind of the White Wolf universe mm. look. Is a bit sort of exaggerated and sort of cell shaded and a bit cartoony. I mean, as a fan of the first Bloodlines game. You know, seeing Bloodlines two, I'm, I am there. There's a little wiggle in the yeah. uh, in the tracksuit, you know, tracksuit bottoms at the moment. Just like kind of thinking about becoming a mm. um, a Malkavian or a Nosferatu again, and you know, but um, but then every time I see some gameplay, I think, oh shit. <laughs> a couple of questions. <laughs> why why was this trailer 98 percent dancing? Uh, the Joker movie. <laughs> rights okay yeah. although although the dancing in the original bloodlines is a much uh memed thing mm. well just, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna share my screen again because this dude here can you see this yes yeah. look at this look at this fucker what is that all about that is not next generation <laughs> immersive reality no that looks like something from 15 years ago Okay, yeah, I'll admit that that did look pretty wank. <laughs> if it's if it looks it looks pretty fucked up though. The game looks like it's going to be fun, so mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll hey, go. what what's what's not to like about being a white wolf vampire where it's like cool and mm. it's a slick and seedy underworld and it's all kind of dark and you know the humans are just puppets for the kind you know it's I like that. I I genuinely thought it was going to be a Joker fic, Joker game. The way that like the the people were dancing around and the, the obviously the rictus grins that of the people that've had the corners of their mouths slit as well. I thought I genuinely thought it was going to be a joke game, but but uh, yeah, I'll I'll probably I'll say I'll play it. Probably won't. Uh, next up, Call of the Sea of Thieves Bioshock. Um, oh, sorry, Call of the Sea. Uh, a bright and colourful yet mysterious adventure game, Call of the Sea sees a woman searching for Harry. It takes place in the thirties in the South Pacific and is filled with plenty of secrets and discoveries. It looked all right. But we yeah. all know that if this Harry doesn't, if Harry doesn't want to be found, then just leave Harry alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't chase him around some Pacific island. <laughs> it does. So you like the look of this one, then, Russ? I love the look of it. Yeah, yeah. and the um, 
Yeah, the trailer seems quite com- quite compelling. Yeah. This this will live or die on the story though. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I will. Uh, this I probably will play. I think it looks. There's a hint of Bioshock in there, isn't there, for starters? Mm. Uh, but uh, and the game itself looks a bit like Sea of Thieves. But um, yeah, no, I'm 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 kind of in on this. I'll I'll play what this. Does it? Does it feature a 1950s Art Deco underwater city? No. Not that I'm aware of. It might do. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, this is the one I was thinking of. Uh, before the ascent uh, a cyberpunk game with mechs slaves and workers in a rundown city the ascent is an isometric shooter with science fiction abilities and appears similar to diablo alienation and warhammer 40k inquisitor martyr um th- this reminds me of necromunda that was the first thing i thought when i saw this game um in this in oh, the way nice. it's all set yeah, up yeah. so it, remind, it yeah, reminds yeah. of like an isometric shooter version of necromunda and i'm all in on that it looks fun i i think i'll probably definitely think i'll probably play this one. I mean, th- this will either get a massive boost mm. from cyberpunk being released or yeah. nobody will buy it because they're all playing cyberpunk instead that is the other issue it, that could potentially happen yeah. it looks pretty sweet though it really does it's yeah. also a bit tough i think i think isometric games often often fall into the same pitfalls where because of the nature of the game and because you can see so much of it before you know so if you're in the first person for cyberpunk 2077 turning a corner you know around a building you you see one side of the building and then you turn to the next where it was isometric you already kind of can see your path ahead and actually what you get is a lot of copy paste copy paste copy paste Mm. copy paste copy paste of all the hexes um so if they can get some decent variety in there the article i've got i'm sort of going through it happens to be in the same order as the list you're going through just says will the ascent be an imitator or an innovator and i've got to say I don't think anything can really be an innovator these days because it's an isometric cyberpunk game, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> game which which is really just I don't know it's it's trying to in, it's trying to innovate on its imitations is how I read it. I watched a, another video on cyberpunk this week and I am very excited for that game. It looks so mm-hmm. much fun. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Next up was the medium. Um, and I get the feeling the medium is the game that we're going to receive repeated about six, seven times. That's trying to trying to capture what Death Stranding kind of tried to do as well. So the medium trailer begins. And I, like, I like the fact that this this article here doesn't describe the game. It describes what they saw in the trailer. Uh, the medium trailer begins with a woman getting an ultrasound on her unborn child before shifting to her praying inside an empty church. She appears to be hallucinating as it briefly turns demonic and ventures out into the cold. Uh, the game will be uh, available during the holiday season, but that doesn't tell us anything about the game. In the same way, like it's the same thing with the Death Stranding reviews. We were getting reviews of the trailer rather than reviews of the game. So it feels like we're going. I reckon that's going to be that we're going to see this game repeated like six times, where people try and basically recreate Death Stranding. So it's the developer who made the recent Blair Witch game. Yes. And the composer mm. is the composer from Silent Hills. Yes, the Silent well, Hills yeah. series. So that's, I mean, Blair Witch wasn't a terrible horror horror game, and no. Silent Hill obviously had one of the greatest scores. The whole series mm. um, composing was absolutely fantastic. So it's going to sound good. Yeah, we can definitely say it's going to sound good. Yeah. Yes, there is that. Nice. 
next up was Scarlet Nexus, a trailer for Scarlet Nexus from Bandai Namco featured enemies called The Others, who cannot be hurt with traditional means. Trees are sprouted from heads, and only with special psionic powers can the OSF organization uh, save the world. I don't remember anything about this game. I'll be honest. What happened when I watched the event? <laughs> hey, yeah. this is this is the first one that's been a proper noun and gremlin. It is. A... <laughs> you just said noun and gremlin. You're yeah. a child. You've got a mind of a child. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember anything about this one. I'm sure if if I watch the trailer again, I'll be like, oh look, there it is. Yeah, but but I genuinely currently don't remember anything about it. So yeah probably great you've got the you've got the mind of a child you do not have a high iq <laughs> <laughs> um the next one second extinction uh, a new first person shoot from avalanche studios earth has fallen and dinosaur creatures roam free with a squad of players you can take back the planet and slaughter the invaders so th- i've got some questions about this like are these dinosaurs where are they invading from i don't know uh, the ruins of Jurassic Park. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty cool. Hmm. Um, lots of blasting dinosaurs into tiny chunks, as far as I can see. They got lots of very yeah. good uh, sort of dismemberment physics going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it looks. I mean, it looked entertaining, didn't it? I think Turok players might might find it a bit jarring potentially, but uh, or two rock players, sorry. But yeah, I was going to say, what's Turok? <laughs> I realised how he's I called said up it. north. Yeah, is that Turok. what um, is that what Captain America's shield's made of? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Tom, that's vibranium. So. Oh, vibranium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Tom. In the comics, though, it's uh, vibranium. It's a mixture of vibranium and adamantium, isn't it? They can't mention adamantium, can they? Exactly. Yeah. In the MCU. <clears throat> I got my wife to watch Endgame last night. I know she said she told me. Yes, how did you find it? I I got to watch Endgame again, which was nice. So fucking good. Like, I'm trying because we're doing the Star Wars ranking at some point this week. I'm trying to force myself to watch the Rise of Skywalker again, and I'm just never in the mood to do it. I just can't do it. I have to watch it one more time. But yeah, I've I've like started it about three or four times. Yeah, they've sort of gone. Nah. <laughs> so bad. Like, the more I think about it, I need to watch it again because I think I might... I want to see if I like it more than I think I like it. Yeah. Because currently, when we do our rankings, spoilers, it's not going to be very high on my list at all. I was get to the... So you get... There's the opening hmm. where... Yeah, Kylo Ren's slaughtering a bunch of people who you have no idea who they are. It's yeah. on Mustafa, but you don't know that. Yeah. And then there's this oh, incredibly if you read the novel, you do. thing yeah. that they're meant to be protecting, which is just in a box in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> with no lock on it. And that is a magic Sith GPS that you just plug into your ship hmm. and it flies through a big red cloud. So that's bollocks. And at that point, I just think this is so stupid. So that's bollocks to start with, and then the fact that it, they make such a big deal about finding this GPS. We'll we'll go into this on Wednesday, but they make such a big deal about finding the GPS and then destroy it halfway through the film. So it's like, yeah. oh, okay. And then half the galaxy turns up in ten minutes anyway. Yeah, yeah. Turns out everyone's got waves. So waves, sorry, not waves. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. And well, no, high space, mean... high space travel time is not an issue anymore no just turn up all of them at the same time 
it's amazing, isn't it? It's just like, oh, don't worry, one ship's got there, so now we all know where it is. It's fine. It's it's just easy. Like once one person knows the way, you just follow their signal. <clears throat> I might I'm, I'm, might cut this bit out because I want it to be a little bit of a surprise. Is it going to be bottom on people's lists? Because I think it might be worse than than the prequels. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be bottom because Attack of the Clones is an utter piece of shit. But I think and it had it had good moments and there were some good ideas in there and some good set pieces. Where there are there are there are some good bits. <laughs> I I I will I will speak to Russ's defence here that there were moments during Rise of Skywalker that I did sit back and think this is awesome. Like I did I did like kylo ren's kind of slow progression into that temple he finds with all those sort of the big statues and the the lightning crashes i loved design of yeah i loved that big reveal of all the star destroyers but actually like it's like russ says there there are some really good set pieces there are some really good moments they have those moments and then they do something fucking stupid with them exactly so you see all those star destroyers and then it turns out that they need a massive radio antenna to know which way up is. Yeah, no, that and makes it. That there's a hundred million thousand of them, but you can only turn three of them on, and then they all just blow up. You know, as soon as as soon as the rebels get cheered up by something, they can blow up a star destroyer with like three shots from an X-wing. I actually think the dialogue is worse than in the prequels as well. I think some of the dialogue in that is so fucking janky that it's it's. Oh yeah, they fly now. They fly now. Oh my god! Yeah. Do, you, do, do you want to? Do you want to know what my favourite moment? My favourite one moment that continually plays in my head as a Star Wars <laughs> fan from Rise of Skywalker. The the one best moment for me is that flashback uh, to Luke and mm. Leia in their younger incarnations doing lightsaber training on Endor <clears throat> in the immediate yeah. aftermath of the defeat of uh, the second Death Star. Mm. And that bit is just wonderful. I just think it's brilliant. They're both, you know, you don't know, you sort of know it's them, but they're in the sort of the garb and they're fighting and stuff like that. And then suddenly up goes one mask and up goes the other. And you just think, oh my God, what a moment. Like this is what they were doing just afterwards. And then the rest of the film happens. <laughs> and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh Christ. <laughs> I think, so I, I tried doing it in a pros and cons way. And I think there are so many cons in the rise of skywalker that it genuinely might be my least favorite star wars film i i think i think there is enough that i like about the prequels to say that they are probably better made films than the rise of skywalker and i fucking hate them as well i mean for me Hmm. i know we're gonna get into this like next week but it's actually it's all about thinking about what the movie's trying to do, mm. whether it has a story that yeah. hangs together, what place it has in that trilogy. Mm. And actually, it's hard to look at the prequels and kind of go, they had no coherent story because yeah. they had a story. Exactly. They had a thread that was running through them, whereas the recent trilogy that we've had had no discernible tracking mm. story, <clears throat> no real thing that was happening because if it was Ray's if it was Ray's growth into Mm. a powerful Jedi, that pretty much has happened by the end of the second film. And the third one feels like a tack on if it's, if it's Kylo Ren sort of finding his place in the galaxy, that's already happened by Mm. the end of the second one. Third one is just a, uh, anyway, yeah, it's probably worth not disappearing down this rabbit hole just yet. But yeah, I I (laughs) just, just too. 
I just wanted to kind of like get a a sense of where people were at because the more I think about it, the more I start thinking this that film is really bad. But there we go. Let, let's move on. Sorry. Yeah, uh, let's move on. Yeah, next one, next game then. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I am so fucking in on this. I've never played this any looks of the other Yakuza games. Utterly insane. It, it does. Looks great. It looks like um, Yakuza meets Saints Row. Is, is what yeah. it looks like. So it looks like one of the more classic Yakuza games. Uh, with all of its drama and eccentricities intact, the game ditches real-time combat for a new turn-based system uh, that is just goofy enough to work in Sega's long-running franchise. Yeah, I'm in. Looks fun. I'll play this. It's, I think, a bit strange, though, isn't it? Mm. It's like, if you've never played a Yakuza game, you, as an Xbox owner, are probably kind of thinking, oh, it's you know, it must be quite exciting. I mean, I've, mm. I've seen people talking in very glowing terms about this entire series, about how they've been totally brought in. And actually, I kind of, I kind of see it as comparable mm. to the obsessive nature of GTA fans and Yakuza fans. Yeah. Like, the ins and outs, the endless experimentation, the love of the side missions, etc. It's, yeah. I'd be almost tempted if I had the time to play a game that big. That's the thing, isn't it? That this game will take time and it'll come out at the same time as a load of other games I want to play and I'll probably never play it but um... I mean that's the thing I want to try and keep myself as clear as possible for when Cyberpunk 2077 hits like I want yeah. to be almost at the because I, I prepared for when Witcher 3 was launched because I knew it was going to be big I knew it was going to be big and I knew yeah. it was going to take a lot of time and same with Cyberpunk 2077 you don't want a big game hanging over your head with loads of little ones to finish off got to get that shit cleared man you've got to clear mm-hmm. your diary mm. yeah yeah totally agree last thing they showed uh, assassin's creed valhalla that this game will bring me back into the assassin's creed uh franchise because this is the sweet spot for me assassin's creed with vikings i am in let's do this yeah, I mean, I'm yet to see what's stealthy about running at people, waving two axes and screaming, but I'm prepared to be convinced. They yeah. look pretty fucking cool. Yep, no, I don't think um, I don't think it's going to be remotely stealthy. Um, very, um, very God of War, uh, reminiscent yeah. of that style, isn't it? Yeah, but see- I do quite like it. I like that there are sort of assassins through the ages that all have different kind of ways of fighting you know Altair and um, Ezio were very sort of stealthy smooth manipulators of the people around them and you know heads of the assassins and then you sort of progress through all the other characters that I can't remember the names of because they were just sort of here today and gone tomorrow they were never as enduring as those two particular characters and now you've got some big bearded viking fuck it when when is a big Danish man with an axe not a scary and thrilling prospect Mm. to play Mm. Yeah, I'm in. So that's that's all the Xbox things. Over, overly, I thought overall, I thought it was quite disappointing. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was probably expecting a little bit more than this. Well, it was all trailers. Yeah, for the most part, it wasn't really much in the way of gameplay. Uh, even the gameplay, they kind of said that it was, it was, it was, it was really. They said in-game footage, didn't they? Which didn't mean actual gameplay. Doesn't so, mean gameplay, yeah. no. Yeah, and not a one of them feels like it has even a whiff of exclusivity about it. Hmm. Not a one of them. Um, and again, it comes back to that. I mean, Dan, you're a PS4 owner now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you probably saw the recent trailer for The Last of Us 2. Yes, indeed, yeah. And that looks... I mean, I am fucking sold, man. That I, I mean, if the story is anywhere near as good as the original games, mm. which it looks like it is going to be even better, I mean, I am... I am so in on that. That looks amazing, and wow, you know, if I'm I'm a Sony person, that that's an amazing exclusive to have. But I mean, I look at the list of Xbox stuff, and I do not see really many things that make me feel excited to have an Xbox. Um, you know, to be a person with an Xbox, I'm now I'm now excited. I'm a person that has an Xbox and a PS4. Yeah, at the same time, the next gen console I buy first will be the Xbox still because Halo Infinite. But I think we're going to find out about those games in July. It just would have been nice to to find about something that something that got me excited. Like when the Xbox One and the PS4 came out, there were games that they showed that that made me go, "Yeah, no, I'm excited. I want, I want, I want, I want one of these next gen consoles." Didn't really see a great deal of that with this this lot. Mm. So. I think those days those days have passed, though. Really, haven't mm. they? I don't know. We'll see what happens in July. We'll see what happens with PlayStation when they start announcing their launch lineup as well. So, I mean, the thing is, though, you, you see this happening in industries across, you know, all sorts of um, all sorts of various specialties. Look, okay, I'm going to use this as an example, but in the van world, a van is a van. Like, mm. you know, it, they've all got similar engines. They've, you know, it's all about who does what better. Mm. And actually, that's the point. Everything does the same thing. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Thing is, hello. Hello. Yeah, you're back now. Hello. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I think I think in you know in the future for the PS4 and the Xbox, it's feeling much more about which one you want to pick based on how good you want to play something. If you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's they're becoming more and more like PCs, aren't they? So. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, just pcs you can actually fit into your uh entertainment cabinet so yeah um and don't have to worry about fanning around with to get games running on no yeah or having to upgrade your graphics card every five minutes so yeah there you go. i've been because i'm i'm an iron about building a pc uh, i was talking to someone today and i said what he goes i considered it um he goes but i put everything into I put all the, the pieces in in some into the the um the cart online and he goes, I could feel my graphics card going out of date even before I'd uh, clicked uh, order on it. So, yeah, and I kind of understand that. Yeah, but you, you don't need to have the latest and greatest unless you want to be like, you know, 60 frames a second, 4K, everything on ultra. Yeah. It, you know, you don't have to have the absolute latest and greatest to run no. current games pretty solidly. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is future-proofing it, though, isn't it? That's the the thing to make sure you've got enough to it'll last for a couple of years at least. So, yeah. Let's should we move on to different news. Um, Mark Hamill, I nearly called him Luke Skywalker, said the rise of Skywalker was bittersweet. Um, he said a bit uh, May the ninth be a bittersweet episode, knowing it was the last time I would ever play Luke. Bye bye, Luke Skywalker. Um, ah, bittersweet, like a icing sugar covered dog poo <laughs> well he was asked uh did reveal he was asked um 
whether it was done with Star Wars, and he said, I sure hope so. Uh, well, because I had closure in The Last Jedi, the fact that I'm involved in any capacity is only because of the peculiar aspects of the Star Wars mythology, where if you're a Jedi, you get to come back and make a curtain call as a Force ghost. So, yeah. I mean, he's just called out one of the weirder parts of the whole thing. Really, there, <laughs> yeah, he? he has, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, he definitely has. I never have to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, going back to the Series X... Um, Microsoft is planning to launch Series X during the 2020 holiday season. Uh, yeah, pre-orders, if COVID-19 situation doesn't end end up affecting Microsoft's launch of the Series X, we would expect pre-orders to go live in June, apparently. So, yeah. So, uh, June, most likely, so you can pre-order your, the X. There's no price yet, but the, the rumour is it's going to be uh, consistently affordable compared to the, the PlayStation, so... <laughs> that sounds like good marketing speak. Mm. Well, the, the PlayStation is um, is uh, five hundred to five fifty. They they reckon, which is it's, it feels like a lot. So I think Marvel might come in with the maybe just under five hundred. I would imagine Microsoft. so. Yeah, my, my, did I say Marvel? I was looking someone else up as I was doing it. So yeah, sorry, my Marvel bad. House. Yeah, <laughs> the Marvel console. But yeah. Uh, oh, if only, eh? Yeah. Oh, God, I'd buy one They've of them. They've done films so well. Next up, consoles. Why not? There you go. Well, let's see if they can get a game right first, shall we? Um, yeah, exactly. Game Pass adds three big games from today. Well, th- this was a few days ago. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is now on there. Daisy, um, And on the PC, MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries. That's a lot of, lot of words. Red Dead Redemption... Well, yeah, Red- I love the MechWarrior games, so... If I had a PC, I would definitely play that. But DayZ is coming to um, uh, the console, Xbox One. So you're getting Red Dead Redemption 2 and DayZ on the, on Xbox One, on Game Pass. Okay, cool. Which mm-hmm. is quite cool. So yeah, so if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption 2, pretty good, pretty good time to play it. It's, no? just, it's too big. It's too big. I, every time I, I sort of think I'm going to nestle back yeah. into that like a kitten, I have to relearn how to play it again. Yeah, I can't be bothered. I just it, I'm done with it. So yeah. I mean, look when I when I eventually retire, you know, and and you know the house is empty and stuff like that, I might sort of abandon my wife for a year just to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's Tom doing? He's having a midlife crisis. Why? What's he become? A cowboy. <laughs> Oh really? That's interesting. What he started wearing flannel? No, <laughs> he's just he's just upstairs. You hear the noise upstairs and coming down, just with like just a normal coffee mug, except you're wearing chaps and like a your, your, your checkered shirt and a cowboy yeah. hat, and you got one Assless of those chaps, <laughs> and you got one of those like horses heads on a stick, and you're just riding it around the house yeah. before going back to the bedroom too. <laughs> just a dehydrated flannel wearing husk <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah Red Dead Redemption 2 on the uh, on Game Pass go get it and don't play it like uh, me and Tom don't uh, Al- <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to visit your Animal Crossing island this was one of the sweeter things I saw on Twitter the other day was that she's obviously clearly started playing Animal Crossing and said look I'd like to come visit some people's islands so I'm going to open up my DMs D- yeah, yeah, DMs for the next four minutes and she said um, of any time she's ha- opened up her direct messages before 
this is the sweetest uh, messages she's ever had come through to it. And it's all people saying, can you come visit my island on Animal Crossing? And then within hours, someone had put up a video of uh, her little uh, character from Animal Crossing visiting their island. So she's, she, she's following it through and she's going and doing it. She's agreed <laughs> to be on this, this new show by Gary Witter, who was one of the writers on Rogue One. He uh, he he does a lot of stuff with Kind of Funny and Greg Miller, and uh, he started his own Animal Crossing Twitch show. It's like a game. Sh- it's like a um, a chat show around Animal Crossing, and they talk to people that play have been playing Animal Crossing, and it's been insanely popular. So people have been talking about it to the point where um, he he just random Reggie said something about Animal Crossing, and he goes, "Oh, you should come on my show and talk about it." And he goes, "Yeah, I'll DM you about it." And he was like, "What?" <laughs> what the hell so they got reggie of x of nintendo fame and uh they're getting aoc on this uh the twitch uh, uh chat show at some point so yeah she's going <laughs> through and she's visiting people's islands on animal crossing it's it's nice. really really sweet and just makes me love her even more so yeah not much to add to that really is there? yeah there. sorry yeah uh, what else have we got? News. Um, did you guys see this? Uh, the On the Mandalorian documentary, Dave Filoni uh, has explained why Duel of Fates is the most important moment in the franchise. And it is excellent. So he talks about how... Uh, I'll read it out. In Phantom Menace, you're watching these two Jedis in their prime fight this evil villain, Filoni explains. Maul couldn't be more obviously the villain. He's designed to look evil, and he is evil, and he expresses that from his face all the way uh, all the way out to the type of lightsaber he fights with. What's at stake is really how Anakin is going to turn out, because Qui-Gon is different than the rest of the Jedi, and you get, you get that in the movie. Qui-Gon is fighting because he knows he's the father that Anakin needs, because Qui-Gon hasn't given up on the fact that the Jedi are supposed to actually care and love, and that's not a bad thing. The rest of the Jedi are so detached and they've become so political, they've really lost their way. Yoda starts to see that in the second film, but Qui-Gon is ahead of them all, and that's why he's not part of the Council. So he's fighting for Anakin, and that's why it's the duel of fates. It's the fate of his child, depending on how this fight goes. His life is going to be dramatically difficult. different. So Qui-Gon loses, and of course the father figure is gone because he knows what it means to take this kid away from his mother and when he had an attachment and he's left with obi-wan obi-wan trains anakin at first out of a promise he made to qui-gon not because he cares about him he's a brother to anakin eventually eventually but he's not a father figure that's a failing for anakin he doesn't have the family he needs he loses his mother in the next film he fails the promise to his mother i will come back and save you so he left he's left completely vulnerable and star wars is ultimately about family what a, uh-huh. what a beautiful breakdown of of a what I think is just a cool lightsaber fight. It's funny actually because yeah. um, in Attack of the Clones, which we're hmm. sort of deriding as a piece of poo bobbins, there is one moment where Anakin does turn to. Uh, it's the bit where they are just about to go into the bar yeah. after that big chase, and uh, he hands his lightsaber back to Anakin. It's like and he says, "Why do I think you're going to be the death of me?" Yeah. And Anakin says don't say that master you're the closest thing i have to a father Mm. and obi-wan says then why don't you listen to me and anakin dejectedly says i am trying yeah but it's true my patience (laughs) (laughs) 
but I do like that. Yeah. I, I really that that's that's uh, yeah. I I'm a uh, yeah. <laughs> that's really good. That's yeah, really good. And I've never really thought about it like that. But yeah, Obi Wan is never. At no point do you feel like Obi Wan is a father figure to Anakin. But Qui Gon Jinn, in the brief time that they know each other, really very much is. Yeah, definitely. Especially because everyone thinks that he shagged his mum. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is that. I put um, a little Anakin yeah, <laughs> He just like he just wanted to return to the scene of the crime, didn't he? Really? It's <laughs> like, oh, we're just uh, Tatooine. Uh, that looks fine. Let's land there. <laughs> just gonna go around having a sniff of everything. <laughs> God, Tatooine easy is just so Tatooine pussy is just so easy. Let's just, oh, let's just land there, man. It's Last time I slammed so this much- chick. <laughs> yeah. so there's so much moisture down there <laughs> farming that shit <laughs> yeah man i mean it's funny actually though because it's making me think about in revenge of the sith when they actually say goodbye the last mm. time that obi-wan and anakin actually speak before obviously it's obi-wan mm. and darth vader speaking after the turn and he actually even says you know obi-wan just says goodbye old friend yeah. you know it's not goodbye my son my brother or anything like he only says that in the desperation after he thinks he's killed vader Mm. and actually their their goodbye is is almost friends you know as friends isn't it it's um yeah obi-wan says something on the lines of you um i i have known you since you were a small boy i've trained you all my life you know i'm very proud of you you are you've turned into a wise jedi which actually shows how little obi-wan actually knows his padawan at all um you know he he doesn't know what this man in front of him has done or is capable of doing he doesn't know that he's massacred a tribe of sand people he doesn't know that he uh you know in some of the um uh, other clone wars things he doesn't know the stuff that he's done the, the stuff that anakin has sort of you know the the moral flexibility that anakin has that is just waiting to be turned into the evil twisted machine that we see throughout the original trilogy that's uh, that's really got me thinking that has mm. yeah love that really mm. cool um, jewel I, of the fates love it um, and it made me almost respect phantom menace a little bit more as well because it makes so much sense it's it's I, yeah. I genuinely don't think phantom menace is as bad as a lot of people make out no i agree I agree. It's nowhere near as good as Attack of the Clones, though. Well, Attack of the Clones... Uh, With 80%, 80% of the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Excised, yeah. Ready for the one-sentence news? <laughs> Here we go. Resident Evil 8 is by far the darkest and most gruesome entry yet. Uh-huh. You got Where's anything? that from? Oh, I don't know, comicbook.com. But uh, yeah, so there we go. You haven't got much to add to that, have you guys? Resident Evils seem to go good one and then one or a few lackluster games that are trying to do the same thing but not as well until they reinvent it. So you had... Okay, I mean, the first one sort of stands on its own, but you had Resident Evil 2, awesome. Resident Evil 3, kind of trying to do the same thing. The Tyrant's not as good as Mr. X. Blech. Mm. You got Resident Evil Four, amazing, and then you got Five and Six, trying to do the same thing. Blech. Resident Evil Seven, everyone who had the nerve to play it thinks is amazing. So, going by their normal performance, this should be a lackluster attempt to do the same thing that Resident Evil Seven was doing. 
also zero punctuation pointed out that actually you know you go from resident evil 7 and then resident evil 2 remake was really good and they said well what happened like did, did they miss the two crap ones and do actually genuinely do two good ones back to back and he and and he actually says well no they didn't because if you've played any of the downloadable content for number seven that's them getting the shit stuff out of the way he said anything good that zero anything good that resident evil 7 did is completely nullified by the vacuous shiteness of its downloadable content, which is just atrocious, like really trying to retcon shit left, right and center. It's almost like he's like, I'm kind of glad they had their mental moments in these in these downloadable contents because the Resident Evil 2 remake is a is a really good game on its own on its own merits. And then Resident Evil 3 remake fucking terrible. Like it's it's really not good. People, you know, the, at least in the in the original Resident Evil Three, it felt like a cat and mouse between you and the Nemesis. Whereas this one is, it's all scripted. Like you'd never encounter the Nemesis in any sense of a cat and mouse game. It's literally just mm. a, it's just set pieces. Mm. Like oh, you walk through that door, there's the Nemesis. You know, it's there's none of this kind of it can arrive at any moment, which is a bit of a shame. So maybe there's maybe this new one, number eight, is going to be shite. And then we've got to wait until number nine for them to get back on the horse. <laughs> Maybe. Or Things four. go waves. Well, if this one's shite, then there's a good chance that the four remake would be good, which is probably the next one in line to be done, isn't it? So, But as Ross said last time, like, why does Resident Evil 4 even need a remake? It's, it, it's already... It's a perfect game, mm. a product of its time. It doesn't need reimagining. It still holds up today. It's going to happen, though. That, that, that game is getting remade. Most the pity. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next I up, could t- I could yeah. tolerate uh, an HD remaster, maybe with all new textures and things. But as soon as they start playing with any of the mechanics, it's not going to be as good. No, I agree. I'm with you. Um, next up, news-wise. Xbox fans get good news, then bad news, then more good news about Halo Infinite. I read that verbatim from comicbook.com. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. the good news is that it's coming out in the holiday season. The bad news is that, funnily enough, not working in a studio together has, has caused some problems uh, in regard to development issues. Uh, and then the good news, again, is that uh, someone from Xbox says they're back on track. So I think I think uh, I'm just wanted to talk about Halo Infinite. I want Halo Infinite to come out. That might be nice. So effectively, boil the news down yeah. to <laughs> to oh, it's coming out at the end of the year. Yeah. But <laughs> it's been it's been a really really troubled development. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not it's not really worked very well. But you know, it'll be it's all back on track now. So it'll it'll still definitely come out. And you're like. Hang on, isn't this what happened with Guardians? That's my concern. That's why, yeah, that's kind of why I brought it up. That was my concern, was that that five had, three four three had had problems with the Master Chief Collection, and then they had problems with five as well, which makes me wonder if the problem is three four (laughs) three. The uh, yeah, what they used to they they called themselves the caretakers of the legacy, didn't they? And it's like. What have you done to that legacy? <laughs> kind of. Like, how much money would Microsoft need to throw back at Bungie to say, "Can you come and work on this, please?" Well, I mean, to be quite honest, with the with the shocking uh, Destiny Two hmm. um, 
you know, you kind of think, has Bungie kind of lost its mojo a little? Well, that's all they do is Destiny as well, isn't it? So That's it. It used to just be Halo, but now it's Destiny, and Destiny is by far inferior. Yeah. Yeah, Destiny comes so close to being half-decent as well. Like the, The actual mechanics of the game, it's, it's a fun game to play. There's just nothing fun in the actual game to play, if that makes any sense. The actual Such a shame, because yeah. I thought it was badass. When I first played Destiny, I thought it was badass. Exactly, same. And then, then it just doesn't really go anywhere. I don't really get Destiny, I'll be honest. More shame, yeah. more shame. Uh Andy Serkis says the latest Batman film is darker than the other DC films. Well, so that's what everyone's crying out for, isn't it? I'm still, like, super hopeful about this film. Like, I love the casting uh, pretty much across the board. Um, And I think they've got a decent director on board. So I think there's a chance it could be quite good. Yeah. He but, says stifling a yawn. Oh my god, I didn't even stifle, I just <laughs> yawned. Um, <clears throat> next up, Star Wars. Tamira Morrison, rumoured to be playing two roles in The Mandalorian Season 2. So, one of them's going to be Boba Fett. Yeah, I yeah. don't want Boba Fett in it. He's Well, you're getting him. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Boba Fett die in the Sarlacc pit, though, in canon? Yeah, until he... So they're clearly bringing him back in the same way that the, the, the comics and the books brought him back, which was that oh, they he couldn't digest he... the armour. Well, in the in the Tales from the Bounty Hunters, hmm. Dengar finds him next to the charred remains of the sarlacc which Mm. he blew up with a thermal detonator from the inside and basically crawled out of almost dead and i think doesn't doesn't um boba fett in the tales from the bounty hunters book he's constantly trying to buy replacements for his lungs like surgery and things isn't he isn't that he's like really injured he's like really fucked up he's no oh he's got bad knees doesn't he he's got really bad legs (laughs) Like really bad knees, and and him and Han Solo have an encounter, um, and I sort of Solo says I could run, and Boba Fett just sort of says very calmly to him, "You can run, and I probably won't be able to catch you because I have bad knees since all that shit on Tatooine." And it's like this really frank moment between the two of them, and they separate, they 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 leave as kind of not enemies. It's really it's really odd, but yeah, Boba Fett's like fucked up after supposedly fucked mm-hmm. up after his encounter with the Sarlacc because he's like partially digested but you know <laughs> yeah I, I would imagine they'll bring her up they go out of their way in the Mandalorian to explain that this armor is really tough right this is the coolest of the cool armor so maybe <laughs> Boba Fett maybe the Sarlacc pit couldn't digest Boba Fett in the armor but I thought he wasn't wearing Beskar because he's not a proper Mandalorian is he I thought he was wearing Beskar though Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But whatever happens, I'm sure if it's the Mandalorian bringing him back, they'll they'll do it in a way that's actually pretty decent. I just one of my favorite things about Mandalorian is its disconnect from the movies. Yeah. yeah. And the more things come into it that link it back into one of the main trilogies, the the less it has of that. But, you know, I trust Favreau, so we'll see what happens. Are you okay with a uh, Ahsoka what's her face being in it? 
Yeah, because she's not in the movies. Mm. She's from Rebels or Clone Wars or something, isn't she? The other rumour uh, is... Both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, both of those. The other rumour is that um, the character from uh, Battlefront 2, I can't remember her name, she's going to be in this as well, apparently. Oh, the, uh, the ex-Imperial. Yeah. Um, Which I think is quite a nice little touch, potentially. Let's just call her Julia Juniper Berries. Mm. There you go, yeah. Which I think is quite... But, but, yeah, once again, nice little touch, if they get it right. So, we'll wait and see. So yeah, uh, this guy. The other thought of the person he could play is obviously a clone, clone trooper, potentially because he played all the clone troopers as well. So he could be a clone trooper that was left like uh, somewhere, and they come across him. But according to canon, actually, Dan, um, the clones have accelerated lifespans, so they literally only have a ten, ten to fifteen year sort of life as an adult mm. before they are you know all wizened and withered and stuff like that which actually i think rebels retcon slightly by three very old clones living on an old walker in the middle of a desert somewhere i think are a part of it aren't they like there's mm. three on a on some kind on one of those walkers from the original you know from the um from the prequels yeah uh, very old and very near death I think their bodies are designed to degenerate over a set period of time until they're just, I don't know, grey goo on the floor. Um, in more Star Wars news, uh, there is a novel that apparently um, debunks uh, the thought that Janna is Lando's daughter. So, of course, once again, don't put it in the fucking film. Just wait till there's a novel that comes out so people can talk about it instead. Right, makes, just makes it slightly less. Well, that does that just then puts Lando back to lecturing at her instead yep. of having fatherly concern for her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I just missed that. Like, I, I missed that whole bit where it's yeah. like you're supposed to go away thinking, oh, maybe that's his daughter. Or yeah, something. but I, you're, I you're not. Totally you're not. No, nobody that. comes out of the film thinking that. It's mm. only when you meet someone nerdy enough to have read the novelization. Yeah. That they fill you in all that. I, I don't want to be that person. No, no nobody does. Nope. Uh, Diablo 2 remastered, apparently, in the works. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Not care about that, no? Not a big Diablo 2 fan? No, nah. I mean, I, play, I played it when it came out. Mm. I thought it was great back then. Um, I don't know. It's It feels an odd time. But then, to be fair, a lot of games are being remastered these days, so why not Diablo 2, I guess? That's it. Index. <laughs> uh, we missed it, uh, so there's no point in reading that out, actually. But we could have got Pac-Man Championship, Championship Edition 2 for free. But we missed Can it. Can you not always get Pac-Man for free? Probably. Not Championship Edition, though. Oh, shit. Like, not Champion Edition. Oh, shit. oh no. Oh, fuck you guys. Shit. Pac-Man Championship Edition is so much better than the original Pac-Man. It is really, really good. Yeah, but you can click a button on Google Maps and play Pac-Man around the streets of your own town. God, but it's not Pac-Man Championship Edition. I'm genuinely serious. There is a big difference between the two of them. Yeah, and while Pac-Man Championship Edition may do it better, <laughs> Pac-Man did it first. Yeah, okay? yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. That's pretty true. Silly me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there are five games on the PlayStation Network for under a dollar at the moment. You've got Real Farm, you've got Reyes, 
you've got defunct uh arera and shiny a robotic adventure they're all between 29 pence 29 29 cents and and uh, 99 cents i love all of them yeah i've never heard of any of them but they're under a dollar each so in america so, so. they must be good no i'm saying that you know whatever fine i've never heard of it and it's nearly free yeah. quality so uh the esrb rating went through for cyberpunk 2077 uh, and it included uh genital m- modifications and crucifixion so uh this game could could of course be quite interesting so i mean if i wasn't interested before i yeah. mean i am positively yeah. <laughs> frothing at the gash <laughs> for this one i think you can i think the idea is you you're going to have interchangeable genitals <laughs> which i think is fucking awesome living living the dream <laughs> why not though that sounds awesome i'm in let's do that i think i'll put the larger of my two fannies on today <laughs> <laughs> well if you're still thinking very limited yeah. it could be anything down there it could be a mass of tentacles yeah it could be a glowing vortex it could be anything you want it could be a vagina could just basically it could just be, yeah. It could just basically be what looks like an inverted face hugger down there, <laughs> just some sort of to grab hold of howling abyss to another dimension. He's unzipped, <laughs> and just <laughs> yeah, just a really loud, empty sucking noise. <laughs> what have you got down there? I've just, got, I've got a vague sense of ennui. I've got the right amount of RGB down there. That's the important thing, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just shining through, like, any, like, possible, like, outlet. But, yeah. Yeah. But what's great is it's got an HDMI port, so... <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, it's got a USB-C port, and that's really important. So, yeah. <laughs> Fanny vision. <laughs> <laughs> well my wang it doubles up as a as a movable torch so uh, like a bendable torch so i can no, see like... what i'm doing when i'm uh pissing at night yeah yeah ruined that um so gta 6 <laughs> could be revealed uh on may 12th so we could be finding out more about gta 6 they did say something about this what's, recently what's the well. source of this information comicbook.com where i get all of my information from but they've said more about this in they've been trying to figure out how they can avoid um crunches when it comes to games and the plan seems to be that they'll start with a smaller environment and then just build on it and build on it as time goes on which is something we actually suggested about what you do in vice city you start with the something the size of the original vice city that's a bit down and out at the time and your job is to then revitalize it to the, the heyday of the 80s and that involves buying up property, buying up land, and then building things on the land. And depending on which road you go down, yeah. you could that, then... That would require them to have done all that work before you bought the game, though. Not necessarily. We don't get to a certain point in the game and there's just a message comes up going, uh, yeah, we haven't actually finished this bit yet. So if you give us like a month... But you do, you do it as um, DLC. Free DLC, but you do it as DLC. Yeah, I mean, basically, you're running into the territory of sort of episodic gaming there, which has had a checkered past, but I still think could be potentially a viable option. Well, the latest... But it has to be a certain amount of trust. 
Look how popular no, the latest pure, um, Final especially Fantasy if you're has been. Up front for it. Yeah, look how popular the latest Final Fantasy has been. That is essentially the first episode of it as well. Mm. Oh, shocking though, full fucking full price. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fifty-hour. It's, it's, it's still a fifty-hour game, Tom. Like it's... I know, but but as but as a lot of, as as a lot of the more nousy critics have said, it is a lot of padding. There is a lot of of dead weight in there alongside you know a, a massively expanded story mm. um you know final fantasy 15 was huge mm. and finished when it came out the remake of final fantasy 7 seems to be less about remaking it uh, well no actually sorry it seems to be living up to every fucking ounce of remaking like they are literally mm. remaking it they are yeah. remaking yeah. expanding and you know probably to the point of just too big it's too big it'll be it'll be too big i'll tell you too what big lynn i, I will i will too say big, that i think there's probably an awful lot of padding in most final fantasy games like th- this yeah. this one is it, it it feels it play i've i've got it it plays really great i just haven't had a chance to actually sit down and get into it because this i, I sit down on my xbox or playstation and go i've got nothing to play I've got loads of stuff to play. I just can't be bothered to play any of it. But um, like I, I finally started Horizon Zero Dawn this week. Um, did you? Yeah. Just three, three, three words. <laughs> <laughs> I um, but but what I've played of the new Final Fantasy is it's it's fun and I, I enjoy the combat system a lot more than I have in previous ones. So yeah, I think that's all I've got news wise. Unless anyone else has got anything. I have nothing. I have nothing. That's really good. That was a, that was some excellent okay. news. <clears throat> good newsing, Dan. Pew, 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 pew. Now, I've got some. I've got some news that's really not relevant to anyone apart from me and you. And I'm a little bit worried to tell you it because of your reaction. Okay. I've started watching Critical Role. Yes, you have, Russ. Really? <laughs> yeah. I started a campaign too. That's the way to do it. I'll be dead otherwise. Yeah. Um, it's really good. I'm, I'm only yeah. a couple into it, but they're the length of a fucking film each. Yeah. Um, but they're very good. Listen, they are, they are, do, good. are you listening? Watching them? Are you listening to the podcast? Uh, the podcast only goes seems to go back to um, episode 19 of the second season. So I'm watching them on YouTube at the moment, but sometimes so, just listen to it. So the podcast goes back further, but you've got to go to a different Critical Role podcast because. That was when they left Geek and Sundry. So the first chunk oh, of it, they right, left Geek right, and Sundry. Yeah. So it's, it's all on there. And if you listen to the podcast, you can listen to it at one, 1.25 speed rather, or 1.5 speed, and it goes a bit quicker. But, yeah, um, I might try that. You can do yeah. it on YouTube. Yeah, there you go then. Yeah, it might, That might be the way to go. But it is really good, and it is essentially just um, improv with voice actors. Yeah, it's very good. Fancy improv, but yeah. Mm. I'm glad you... Is it, is it because of your... You, you're you're playing D and D now, and you wanted to. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's it is actually quite good for um, getting your head around it. Also, their handbook a helper thing, yeah, pretty useful it is. rule summary. Yeah, and Matt Mercer. I know how spell slots work now. I didn't last week. There you go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, we'll get Tom into it at some point, but uh, we just won't be able to tell his parents about it. <laughs> I saw right. my mum won't mind. It's my dad that was itching to scratch me out of the world. 
<laughs> love, this is my one of my favorite things on the podcast now is the idea that uh you're not allowed to play any kind of fantasy game or be found out about any kind of fantasy game it gives it like a real like um disney like tv movie kind of feel that like you're doing this thing in private potentially doing this thing in private that no one can know about eventually you'll be rumbled there'll be yeah there'll be that bit where you've got to like hide your dice under the bed or something like that so yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> just written a film all right yeah. should i wrap this shit up then do it do it thank you very much for listening to the latest podcast from the tmtohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohoohooh